Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We'll also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We will also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Bowden. And today we are going to talk about the importance of personal insurance coverage. So it is Life Insurance Awareness Month, uh, all of September. And so I thought we definitely needed to go over some of the personal insurance coverages for healthcare professionals uh, that you and your family may find important. And we'll talk about just some of the basics of those today. We're going to go in much more detail on some later episodes but I wanted to start by just talking about insurance in the most simple terms. So insurance is just a way to protect your family or yourself from financial losses. So when you purchase insurance, you're agreeing to pay some sort of monetary amount, premium is what it's called, to an insurance company. And in return, that insurance company agrees to pay you a certain amount of money if you suffer a covered loss. So something that's covered by your policy. Uh, so, for example, let's use car insurance. If you agree to pay a monthly premium to the insurance company and you get into an accident, then that insurance company will pay for the cost of repairs uh, to fix your damaged vehicle and get you back on the road. And so it is a pooled product um, that actuaries actually sit down and go through all of the ins and outs of how much does it cost to cover the potential losses Um but it is a great way of, of not having to self-insure for all of those accidents that may occur. Now, we're going to talk today a little bit more in depth about specific personal coverages that medical professionals need. And so you're often in a high stress job that requires uh, potentially to be on call. So you may certainly have some uh, exposure to different risks and for that. Uh, there are also some specific coverages for healthcare professionals that we're going to talk about to put in place for their families. So obviously, one of the first coverages that you're going to want, uh, it's going to come with most employers, 
If you're self-employed, obviously getting this coverage is going to be important as well. But group health care insurance or individual health care insurance. So for most professionals, you're going to be eligible for, for group coverages through an employer. You may have a range of benefits from a you know, PPO plan, uh, a high deductible plan, whatever that uh, range of benefits is, you know, your group insurance health coverage is going to be important. You may also have some additional benefits uh, through your office or, or through the, the hospital, which may include some life insurance, uh, some disability, oftentimes short-term, but potentially long-term disability. Uh, there may be some ancillary benefits that you can get like cancer care or long-term care insurance. Um, and so knowing the ins and outs of what those coverages at the group or employer level are, um, both how they, they pay for coverage, um, how that might be taxed as well. A lot of times if uh, it is group coverage and especially on the disability side, uh, you are being, or that disability coverage is being paid for by the employer. It is also a taxable benefit should you need to use uh, that disability insurance. So just understanding the ins and outs of those give you a baseline to know, is that enough coverage? And do I need to go out and get personal coverage on my own? So one of the ones that we talk a lot about is life insurance, especially early in career. Uh, you may have either debts or education expenses, maybe a young family that you want to make sure those coverages take care of any of the situation that may arise. And so life insurance is a great way to be able to do that uh, for pennies on the dollar that, of coverage that you might get, um, knowing that it's not always going to pay out depending upon the type of life insurance, um, but it at least allows a, a protection in place. So one of those types is, uh, let's start from kind of the basic term life insurance. The idea is you're basically renting uh, insurance for a specific period of time. And so it provides coverage oftentimes for 10, 15, maybe 20 or 30 years, depending upon the amount of, of time that you get. Uh, but it is at a drastically reduced cost to a permanent policy. Um, that allows you to get a, a higher dollar amount, especially in your young working years where your earning potential is maybe one of your best assets at this point. And so that term life insurance is a protection in place uh, during those high debt, you know, low income or low savings amount years. Um, it's not gonna have any type of cash value typically. Uh, it may have some additional coverages like you can add kids on for a, you know, a $10,000 policy for them, something basic for, for a couple extra rider fees. Um, but that term life insurance is really an emergency uh, renting of life insurance. And so the, the cost is associated with it is much lower, uh, but it's a great way to protect family and, and any debts that you might have to make sure that those get paid off if you pass away. Now, the other flip side of life insurance typically is permanent insurance. And over the years, insurance companies have come up with a, a whole array of permanent insurance coverages. I'm just going to go over a few of those uh, and certainly can dig into those later with somebody. Um, but the old school, the, the original type of permanent insurance was a whole life policy. Um, back 100 plus years ago, a lot of those were mutual companies. So everybody kind of pulled their assets together. Um, you would buy you know, maybe a nickel or a dime's worth of uh, insurance per week, and it would give you a death benefit amount. Um, and as the, the company would invest those funds, 
they would pay you back a dividend. And so there's a few companies that still do this. Um, there are less than there was uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but whole life insurance basically does have a cash value that's gonna build inside that policy from that dividend that they're paying back to you. Uh, it tends to be a very expensive type of policy, but you know, if, as long as you pay those premiums, that policy can be in place for the rest of your life. That's why it's called a, a permanent policy. There's also some uh, advantages that you can use that cash value um, against, but for the amount of coverage that you're going to get, significantly more expensive for the death benefit that, that you would get receive. Now, there have been some advances in types of permanent policies uh, over the last several years, and a few of those are what's called a uh, universal life policy, where it allows maybe some premium flexibility. The downside of that is you still do need to cover the insurance costs uh, built in those policies. It may or may not build up a, a lot of additional cash value. Typically, they are, are working on some sort of instrument within inside that. So it may be an index fund. Uh, it may be something similar to a, a mutual funds performance. Or sometimes it's just a, uh, a mar money market type cash value account. And so it does allow you a little bit more um, flexibility within the type of insurance policy that you get on a permanent basis, but tends to be a little less expensive than that original whole life policy. Uh, insurance companies have also expanded. There's now variable life insurance policies uh, where you can get you know, market-like returns within a policy. Sometimes those uh, costs are a little bit less expensive but you're taking on some of the risk of the permanent policy uh, with those, those cash values. There's also some index universal life. And then there was a probably late 90s, early 2000s uh, policy that came out called the Guaranteed uh, Universal Life Insurance. This particular um, type of permanent policy was set up to have low to virtually no particular cash value but be a permanent policy in place for uh, life's expenses at, at the end of life. So uh, that de death benefit will typically be somewhere between the cost of a term insurance policy and a kind of whole life or a permanent life policy uh, have no cash value. So you save some money, not having to have that uh, risk and reward piece of the policy. But as long as you're, you're paying the premiums, that policy should be in place through life. Um, these have also been used for joint policies. Uh, so if you want to insure both a husband and wife, the second to die or uh, the second person that passes is the one that the insurance would pay out. So it's great for estate tax purposes uh, and a number of other uses. Um, certainly talk with a, a qualified uh, life insurance agent to be able to understand all the different types of coverage, what might be most affordable for you, what's going to hit the goals that you're looking for in life insurance, but know that there are a number of different types to fit most any budget and any need that may arise. Uh, we'll talk in just a minute about how you understand exactly how much coverage you might need. So we'll circle back to that, but uh, a number of different types of policies, both from a short term or what we call kind of a renting your insurance policy all the way through a long-term or, or life expectancy type of policy. Uh, you can set up. Some of those also have some additional tax benefits um, that we're actually going to talk about in, in an upcoming uh, podcast here in the next couple of weeks. So the other one uh, that we want to definitely hit on for physicians is disability insurance. 
because of the type of work that you do, uh, disability insurance is a critical part for a lot of medical professionals. Um, it protects that earning potential so that if something happens to you where you, you don't pass away, uh, but you're unable to work for whatever reason, then it'll help pay your living expenses, medical expenses, and other financial obligations. So there's a number of different types. Um, there are short-term disability policies. A lot of times those may be on a group basis um, and they kind of cover just a temporary out-of-work experience, you know, somewhere uh, oftentimes from you know, six weeks to maybe even 12 months. But that short-term is something that's going to maybe get you back on your feet pretty quick, but you need something just in the, in the meantime to, uh, to cover some of those expenses. Now, that's often uh, covered through an employer benefit. You can buy up additional uh, individual policies as well, but what we tend to see more is the long-term disability. So if you've got a good savings or an emergency fund, you might be able to cover your own short-term disability uh, with that, that savings account. But long-term disability is a different question. Uh, especially if you're young in your career, you may plan to work because you enjoy it through age you know, 65, 67, or, or maybe longer. Long-term DI covers that longer need to be out of work. Um, and there's lots of different types of long-term DI. There's five major companies um, that we tend to look at for those. And the definition of disability can have a lot of different meanings. And so having a, a really strong, broad-based uh, disability recommendation is the most, that will really cover the most possible types of disability is one of the best. So I'm gonna go over four different types uh, that we normally see, although every insurance company may have their own name for exactly what that uh, occupation class is called. But one of the best types is called a true own occupation, it, it, specialty specific. So what that means is, is that it tends to be the most expensive type, but it's going to be the most comprehensive as well. So benefits uh, are going to be paid if you can't perform anything in your, your specialty, um, even if you go find another job, so maybe you're a surgeon and you can't do your job. If you have true, true ONOC with a specialty specific, you may not be able to perform surgery anymore, but maybe you can teach your knowledge. Uh, and if you can go earn a living elsewhere, you can still get paid the disability policy um, for as long as it's defined in, in that policy, even if you're making money from another occupation. As we kind of go down, there is also a kind of true ONOC that doesn't necessarily cover your specialty. Um, and in this, it allows you to still work outside of, of uh, your specialty field. But if your income exceeds certain previous income uh, monthly benefits, then it can actually lower what the disability policy will pay for you. So knowing exactly what those specifics are, if you want to go with a slightly less expensive true ONOC that doesn't talk about your specialty, um, that is one way to be able to reduce cost on disability insurance. Um, the next type is called a modified ONOC. This is one of the most common types. Um, it basically says that they'll pay benefits if you can't do your specific job, but you can't go work doing any other type of income, usually with, within some very low threshold limits. Um, and so a modified ONOC we see is very common in a lot of fields, typically in a uh, medical professional field, that's one you wanna stay away from. And then there's also an ENIOC 
um, definition. And don't see this a, a ton, especially in the medical field um, from disability policies, but it's the least expensive, kind of offers just some basic protection and know that you have it in place. Um, and it, it really only covers if you can't do anything uh, that you'd be reasonably suited for. So knowing exactly what those definitions are, um, kind of how they play out and what your benefits are. Um, sometimes within disability policies, there will be reduced occupation class after a certain amount of time. Um, we often suggest to have these through the age that you think you might want to retire. So through age 65, 67, there's a few that will go up to age 70. Um, they do get more expensive uh, when you go out longer. So it's just a cost benefit uh, comparison. When do you think you might have savings that you're not going to need to have that disability? Um, you can take your disability coverage out to that, that period. Um, some other things that we look at from a disability standpoint is if you think your income is going to increase significantly over time, you may want to add a rider that allows you to buy up additional insurance without having to go through another medical underwriting. Uh, and so just some different considerations. Um, I highly recommend doing a side-by-side -side comparison of at least two or three of the, the major five disability companies when you're out shopping for this type of coverage. So some other coverages that we look at from a, a personal insurance protection, uh, this is tends to be a little bit later in your career, although um, you know some people like to have this coverage in place as early as kind of 40, 45, 50. Uh, but start looking at long-term care insurance, something that can pay that cost of care, whether it's a in-home nursing, assisted facility, um, even if it's just to supplement what uh, your retirement income may be, that's an option certainly to look at. Um, you can also self-fund any situation like that. But right now, statistically, seven out of 10 Americans are using some type of old age assistance. Uh, and so, knowing exactly what that cost might be is tough to predict, especially at the cost of care going up. Um, but knowing that you have a little bit of coverage in place sometimes is a peace of mind for people. And then as we talked about too, there's a ton of personal uh, ancillary coverages for specific events, situations, um, accidental coverages, cancer coverages, travel insurance, if you like to, to travel quite a bit. And so there's a number of different types of uh, insurance coverage that is out there. Again, it just comes down to a kind of a cost benefit, whether you, you need any of those. So how do you determine exactly how much coverage you need? Um, when we look at a lot of our clients and we're talking about their personal insurance coverage, whether that be from a life insurance perspective, um, you know, or a disability life insurance, you're going to tend to look at a few things is how much earning potential do I have? What do I, situation do I want to keep my family uh, living the similar life to what they have now, should I pass away. And so looking at all your debts, uh, education costs, what are your kind of average living costs, you know, mortgage, rent, utilities? Um, are there weddings in your future that you'd like to have a little nest egg set aside for? Whatever those um, kind of goals and obligations might be is how we help determine exactly how much personal insurance coverage you need. Uh, there's a lot of calculators out there that you can look at. Um, I tend to look on the, the lower end of those calculators. They'll sometimes say up to 30 times your income. I think for most people, that's too expensive. Uh, and you don't really need that. As your earning goes up and your savings rates go up uh, and you're doing a better job, you need probably less and less insurance that 
just to cover those obligations um, that you would have needed when you're 40 that you need at 50 or 60. And so those, take those numbers with a grain of salt. It's really a comfort level, um, knowing that you've got enough left there that you could provide the income stream that you need uh, or the special circumstances um, to cover education and wedding costs that you would want so that your family is taken care of. On the disability side, uh, very similarly, you want to you know, replace what are your living costs, keeping in mind that you're not saving anymore. Uh, there are some plans that allow a, a savers option on there as well. But knowing you know, how much money do you need, how much money do you need to put away to still be able to live the life that you have grown accustomed to. And so when you're looking at insurance, you know, we don't want to be so overinsured uh, that we can't do the savings and the enjoyment that we want, but we do want to make sure that our family is taken care of. So it's a very important part of kind of financial planning is understanding how much health or uh, personal insurance coverage, life, disability, uh, and some of the others that you may want, and then calculating that based on the needs, goals that you're trying to hit. We want to make sure our loved ones are taken care of financially in the event of any unexpected event. Unfortunately, we can't know when that is. Uh, and so making sure that we have those coverages in place and reevaluating them, you know, when there's life occurrences or every few years, just to make sure that that still covers all the needs that you have is super important uh, when you're talking about personal insurance. So again, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Just be aware of what coverages you have and don't have. And if you need somebody to evaluate that, you can check out our website for some uh, recommendations and happy to help talk through what your coverages are and where you need to protect yourself for your family. Thank you for listening to the Physician Financial Checkup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentboden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs. Thank you for listening to the Physician Financial Checkup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentboden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs.